them good day and welcome to the regular season edition of Birds All Day. I believe it's Birds All Day number 54. Uh, my name is Drew Fairservice and we are here uh, talking all about your 500 Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, uh, did I say my name? My name is Drew Fairservice and we are I'm joined, of course, uh, as always, by uh, Old Reliable. Old Reliable Mr. Andrew Stoughton. Stoughton, how are you? I, I am well. Uh, you did say your name. You said your name twice. And I think it is uh, is number fifty five. So we are we're off to a rousing start. We are off to a rousing start, just like your five hundred Toronto your Blue 500 Jays. Your five hundred Toronto Blue Jays, uh, which it could be way better. There's there are there are there is much reason for optimism, uh, I think, given the results of a four game series in Tampa Bay. Blue Jays won two. And then they lost two, which is uh, it's fine. They should have won four, and they didn't because baseball sometimes happens. And yeah, move, so, o- move over, move some on. Some were it. more baseball <laughs> than yeah, others. Maybe, maybe. maybe. Uh, I forgot I'll add that on the old list of room here. <laughs> uh, but there are still very there are many many positives uh, from which uh, which we can take from this week, and there are. Less positives. There are. So that's what we're going to do on this edition of Birds All Day. We're going to look at the positives and negatives, whether they not not dwell on them, but like look forward and say like this is something that's encouraging. This is something that's worth monitoring. Speaking of worth monitoring, your RSS reader is worth monitoring when you subscribe to Birds All Day in the iTunes Store, of course, uh, or Podbean. Uh, we really like it when you subscribe, because that means you get to listen to it when it shows up on your phone or in your computer. Yeah, it just shows up in your unplayed podcasts. It's and then thing. you didn't automatically download them, and then you get fed up because your phone runs out of memory. <laughs> then you delete a bunch of them. But then you're like, oh, uh, maybe I'll listen to that one. I remember. You can have that. You can set it up so that it deletes a number of episodes, you know, automatically. We won't fuck up your phone. I don't know how many podcasts you subscribe to. I very suspect few. it's a lot. Oh, really? Very, really? very shockingly few. I'll, I'll be like, oh, look, Paul F. Tompkins is on this podcast, so I'll download it and then never listen to it. Yeah, fair enough. I'll uh, give you some recs. I got some. I don't want to listen to <laughs> That's my Yeah, really? No. More of a sports talk radio kind of guy? No, I listen to music. I listen to Spotify all, literally all day at work. That's, that's probably And I read thing. on the subway. I realized I've gotten out of listening to sports talk radio, and I wasn't sure why. I was like, oh, I finally like finally broke that terrible, terrible garbage habit of having that garbage on in the background all the time. <laughs> no offense to some of the many, many great people who I know who do do that and do a wonderful job. Except for the fact that. <laughs> no, it's uh, it, I, I, and I, was, I was wondering why. I'm like, why did I finally become a better person and stop doing this? And then I realized, oh, yeah, I work at home all the time now. Not that I didn't when I was at the score, but it's just, I, yeah, I have TV on all the time. Records. Yeah. You listen to records when you... When, you... when I want to, like, do good work, yes. Really? When I want to do shitty work, I just throw the TV on and kind of, like, pay attention to half and half. I That's can't... A... I can't listen to well, podcasts when I work. It just you. doesn't work for me at all. Either I get nothing out of the podcasts, which I wonder why I'm bothering, right? Or I get nothing accomplished. But listening to music is great. It's also important to find like I Spotify in particular is a good way to find. Well, Spotify any music streaming service shouldn't be brand specific because you know you never know we're yeah. in business here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, it's yeah, a good way to find our, out what new records. delicious Mill Street beers. Am I enjoying yeah. my delicious Mill Street <laughs> organic uh, lager brewed right here in Toronto? Uh, you get new releases, and I'm like, oh, I'll find some new bands and new records. Yeah. And, and uh, I found many new artists that I enjoy. See, and that sounds like a wonderful thing that I don't get because I play like actual like records, which have their own benefits. I find I like the twenty. You know, it's about twenty five minutes. It's a good little burst to work, and then you have to get up, flip the record over. Keeps you engaged with your surroundings during That's the true. day. I got records. I got some records at home. Yeah. I don't remember. But you know, player. you don't find a lot of new artists in a pile no. of old records. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. That's, that's why you got to get the digital hookup, and then you go and you grab the record. That's how they get you with, with your money. They'll, they'll throw you a t shirt. Yeah, real, a real lucrative industry these days. 
Oh, they just they're just <laughs> sweating, sweating money. Speaking of sweating money, if you're sweating money, you can help keep us going uh, as we are a Patreon supported podcast, and uh, everyone who has done so, we are very very appreciative. Uh, so if you can go to patreon.com uh, slash birds all day and you can kick us a couple bucks a month and it keeps us going and it is uh, just a really swell thing to do. And as I mentioned before, we mentioned before we're going to start doing, we were going to resume the shout outs because there are different ba- levels you can get to where if you give X number of dollars per month, you get to have extra stuff from us. Yeah. I don't know how well that went <laughs> over it the went course of last year. It went swimmingly. Uh, except that we ran out of people to shout out. So then we'll, so we're going to do the shout outs again this year. But before we do the official shout outs, I, I made a little list of, of people who have been like just always really cool and supportive on, on Twitter or on the blogs and in comments and stuff like that. So I want to send a really quick shout out to Kenrick Howe, uh, Matt Sullivan, Pete Waldock, Dave Church, Colin Olford, and Eric Hartman, who've just cool dudes on Twitter who have always been really supportive and I, I'm thankful of them and of many others like them who have uh, always have nice things to say and it, it feels good concur I concur no those guys are great those guys are great I didn't uh, prepare a list I'm sorry I feel like a dick I, I, may, I just wanted to prepare a list and I kind of banged around on my uh, through my mentions and stuff for a few minutes and and uh, that, those are some names that jumped out at me as well so, not thank pandering you. to the big names either. I like that. Not pandering. No, Devang can wait. Devang was, was obligated. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. then Devang tightened up with the faves. So, like, what's, <laughs> what's, what, why even live, frankly? <laughs> but of course, Devang and Jake and, and the sports belt guys who support them on uh, on Patreon. Another Patreon. Uh, I'm, I mean, I'm lazy. I haven't done that yet. A Patreon um, campaign is going very well. I sit at home all day and still don't do it. What, what is going well? Effectively wild. Oh, great. Those guys That's are good. killing it. Yeah. Oh, um, are they really? Which is exactly what I, I knew yeah, that was yeah, going to yeah. happen. Uh, they reached out to us and they asked about our experience and I said it was great. You yeah, guys will I'd fucking kill it. Thing too, yeah. And they are precisely doing that. And those two guys have a book coming out that I'm very excited to read. Uh, Still disappointed this. they weren't able to track down the author of the uh, the Jays essay in the VP Annual to talk about the season. He's a bit of a recluse, <laughs> that guy. You, you never know where you're going to find him. Uh, so we're going to take a quick break on Birds All Day. Thank you to everyone who's listened. You made it through the regular the, the off season. We made it through spring training. The regular season is here. And guess what we're going to do? We are going to fucking complain about your Toronto Blue Jays. Plus... Some other stuff, all that, so much more in this edition of Birds All Day. Okay, so yeah, of course. Blue Jays did, in fact, manage to win two games in Tampa Bay uh, against the Rays. There was a lot of talk of being like, oh, maybe this isn't a house of horrors anymore. Uh, to which I could only think, yeah, it's interestingly how it's interesting how many more games they win when that team is bad yeah. compared to when it was good. That is a bit of a thing. Or better than the Blue Jays. <laughs> uh, they're not better than the Blue Jays. The team is still kind of bad. They fucking could fuck right off. Pakoda, get the fuck out of here with that bullshit. They suck. There, I don't. There are some like really. They'll pitch a little bit. Odd. They'll pitch a little bit, but also like I, I am of the mind that Matt Moore is trash. <laughs> he sucks. He's really frustrating to watch. Uh, obviously, when again you get when you get them lined up like that, so you got to face Archer. You, you manage to beat him. What is he? Is uh, some he could be real tough. Yeah. He seems to pitch somebody. The, the strikeouts thing. Somebody asked me about. They did a radio thing in Edmonton. I was asked about. They're striking out a lot. It's like, those are good pitchers they just faced. And everyone strikes out a lot. Correct. That's kind of the thing, too. Yeah. I looked at it this morning. Uh, I mean, obviously, it's like, did four, that. like three, yeah, 40 over the years. 23% strikeout rate right now. I mean, that means one in four at-bats ends in a strikeout, essentially. It's kind of crazy. So it's not just the Blue Jays. Of course, the Blue Jays are striking out a lot. Tulowitzki and Donaldson, in particular. We're going to talk about that after. Okay. Hopefully not for very long. But uh, they did win two games, and there were things that were great. Uh, none more, I think, than Aaron Sanchez. Yeah, got to give it to him. It worked. It worked. 
happy to be yeah wrong i think well, i'm wrong well for one for one start well no to his credit yeah. he threw some really nice change-ups he threw a yes, couple I think he did, yeah. really nice change-ups to uh i saw him throw a couple to dickerson he threw a nice one and <laughs> that wasn't the one that got fucking crushed then no obviously. that's the dickerson Corey dickerson is not a good matchup for aaron sanchez unless he's throwing that nice change up on the outside half uh which he did uh, and then, but the curveball, I think, was really impressive. He threw some really nice curveballs. And he threw them in good counts, too. Yeah. yeah. So, there was the one I, I went on a little mini tweet storm. Because he, he, I don't know who was hitting ahead of Longoria. But he flipped one in. Like, it first one, It was one of the Logans. Was it? A, a yeah, four-side throw? Yeah, I think it was Lolmo. Oh, no, it was right-handed back. Oh. I mean, it wasn't, I don't know. Anyway, he flipped, some, flipped in a, a first-pitch curveball to somebody for a strike. Mm. I'm like, okay. I get that. Like, that's what you, maybe you can get ahead with it. Steal one. That's cool. And then Longoria came up, Evan Longoria, and he tried it again. He missed. And I thought to myself, okay, this is bad now. Because if I'm Evan Longoria, I'm not even thinking about that curveball anymore because I'm ahead. And then he missed with the, with the fastball in the next pitch. And I was like, now he's really in trouble. This is me thinking along as I'm sure. literally washing the dishes, watching this, this <laughs> plate of beers. And then he got a, then he fouled one off. I'm like, okay, it's two one. And then he threw a curveball two one, and I was said, "Holy shit, this is something else." <laughs> I never thought, I did not expect him to throw that, and I don't think Evan Longoria did either. <laughs> right. Yeah. And then he battled, he battled the count red full, and then he threw another one at three two, and he struck him out. And then I was immediately headlong. Into the tank. <laughs> that was it. That was it. All right. I'm good. good. I'm good. Good. Uh, because the two one curve and the three two curve were nice, were good pitches. They weren't like cheap, kind of. Yeah. Like those are that's those are scary counts, and for Martin to call it, and for Sanchez to to agree to it and then throw it and commit to it, that's a good sign. Yeah. Like it's a good sign in terms of he. To execute it, and then for the fact that Evan Longoria swung through it, is to me that's that's a I'm really encouraged by that as someone who was obviously skeptical mm-hmm. of Sanchez's ability to get by with more than just his fastball because his fastball is insane. His fastball is terrific, yeah, obviously, yeah, and and Longoria not uh, not a lefty, which I harped on a bit, but mm-hmm. uh, a pretty fucking good hitter. Like that's you know, even if he can, so if that curveball. Curveball, as we've spoken of before, uh, typically curveballs do not have great, do not have big splits. So a curveball is a pitch that if you're a righty, you throw to a lefty and a righty, and it's not typically something that is uh, like a slider, right? Sliders kill righties, but lefties often eat the bump. Yeah. So it's not a pitch with big splits. So if he's able to throw it and show it even to lefties, even if it is doing that, Flip it in for a strike early in the count, but then maybe if you are willing to throw it later in the count, get a swing and miss, while also having that changeup that he threw. And he, again, he threw some pretty nice ones, much much better than the ones I saw him throw, which was very few in spring training. Yeah. Uh, to me, that's really really encouraging, and obviously, it's also really encouraging because he just pitched really well. Yeah. And he looked really good. I mean, it's it's easy to get. You know, to get excited and to go overboard with it, but I mean, this is not the guy. He didn't look like the guy who you were, you know, came into, uh, you know, came into the minor leagues and you're like, okay, walks. He's going to walk a guy every other inning. He's going to, uh, he's going to have trouble knowing where the ball's going at all. You know, at all times. You know, it's great stuff. It's going to move a lot, but he, who knows where the hell it's going? There's still some of that, obviously, but, uh, but, but yeah, that the command and that the walks are. Like if those are not issues for him, mm-hmm. that's pr- that's pretty big. Absolutely. And uh, and then if the secondary stuff, that's the other thing. Those are the two things, right? That's the it's about the, it's about his command and it's about his uh, his ability to use that secondary stuff as more than just like a show me pitch. And absolutely, if he, if it was, it, you want to? I want to say it's a step forward, but I mean he was like this all spring too. And yeah, you know. I, you hate to the best shape of his life stuff and I'd get too much into that, but they seem to think that that's helped him repeat his mechanics. You know, the fact that he's a little heavier, the fact that what Pat Henkin called it his man weight or something like that. You of course know, he right? did. <laughs> Obviously. A lot of the weight is like they talk about his, he's, he looks more, that is something you've heard. He's a bit more filled out. 
which kind of code for his for his ass is kind of probably a bit more. Which yeah, because like, that's a huge thing like, for 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 ball players. It's like what they call the power plant, right? Like that's yeah. where it comes from. Uh, Jeff Sullivan looked at looked at him on on Fangraphs and talked about his kind of keeping his release point, which is something that is related to maybe having that added muscle, being able to repeat his yeah. delivery. You know, if I if I if I'd remembered, somebody tweeted out like his his release point from Brooks Baseball, mm-hmm. uh, or maybe maybe wherever it was from, they tweeted out you know what it looked like in that start, and it, I think compared to. To some to something last year, I don't know what the I, I didn't look too deeply at the tweet, obviously. Yeah. But the, his point was that it looked like it was a nice tight release point that wasn't you know all over the place, which is good. You know, there's a lot of moving parts when you're a guy who's six four and skinny and mm. and uh, and throws that hard. And yeah, I mean. Yeah. And the other thing I think that's so far so good. Far. The other thing that was in Sullivan's piece was also that his not only was his release point a bit more consistent, but the look of his pitches was more consistent. There are some different pitch to, uh, pitch effects graphs you can create that will show that will group pitches right. by speed and by spin uh, spin direction right. or spin angle. The kind of stuff that you know everyone looked at Marcus Stroman and was like, "Whoa!" Yeah, yeah. But and, but rather than it being sort of a weird mush, it was like there was a discrete clump that like that was attacked. You know, that's, that's his fastball, fastball that moves this yeah. way. That's his changeup. That's his curveball. It wasn't. There wasn't as much bleed through between uh, between a bunch of them. So that's uh, all very good signs. All very good signs. Yeah. Very very good signs. Uh, you mentioned Marcus Stroman. Marcus Stroman looked very good. He looked amazing. Yeah, he looked like Marcus Stroman. Yeah. And he maybe went through an <laughs> inning or extra. You gotta you gotta keep him in there. Come on. Yeah, I mean, could have saved, could have won them another game if he if he didn't have to be lifted. Frankly, that's true. That's potentially. Possibly not untrue. Yeah, uh, but no, yeah. he. You know, I love the Ted Berg tweet where it's like, "Oh, Stroman's Stroman's plan to just perfectly place pitches like down the, in his at the bottom of the strike zone." Yeah. yeah, it's like, yeah, that's that's what is that's his thing. That's his game. You know, there that's, was adding that sinker. It's weird. You know, people were excited about him before, and 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 the sort of over the course of his you know time in the big leagues that that's come around and become. So huge for him. Mm-hmm. It's just it's another level, and you know, it over the off season you'd hear a lot of people. Oh, what about you know, worried about the pitching staff? The people worried about the rotation. Not entirely unfounded, obviously, but when they the point would be about how Stroman's never done it before. I get that obviously mm-hmm. because he hasn't. But to watch him on on opening day and to see what he does on the mound, and uh, you know, you get you feel a little more confident in. Uh, in, in in the fact that yeah, why the hell can't he just keep doing this? He's got incredible command of stuff that moves, and mm-hmm. he can put it in the bottom of the strike zone, just as 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 OG Tedberg said, one master walk. of the turn from from left to camera one to camera two. <laughs> uh, uh, just walk one guy. I think he had nine swinging strikes, according to um, uh, yeah, nine swinging strikes, according to. To pitch facts. Yeah. If him and Sanchez want to do that 20 times and then just have like 10 complete garbage starts, they're going to have... It's real good. They're going to have garbage starts. Yeah, There's going to be starts sure. where that those pitchers aren't at the bottom of the zone. Mm-hmm. Or those pitchers aren't... Uh, either they're missing the bottom of the zone or they're flat and they are getting hit out of the ballpark. And there's going to be a start or starts where, Mar- where Aaron Sanchez is going to walk everybody. Probably, yeah. But... To start off that way is very encouraging. If you're a Blue Jays fan, and even I mean the start, Jay Happ pitched well. Jay Happ did pitch very well. Ari Dickey pitched fine. Ari Dickey was Ari Dickey. Ari yeah. Dickey, he he was in April. Ari Dickey, quite. No, he that's was, true. He was fine. Yeah, he was fine. There's a lot to be uh, happy with in terms of the uh, in terms of the rotation. Which, uh, if the, again, if you get those four or five starts. If you get that from this rotation regularly, there's nothing to worry about. Yeah, holy shit. Yeah, um, should should be four and zero. Yeah, could be four and zero. The defense is very good. Defense is very good. Troy Tulitsky, the the ballad, the sad story uh-huh. of his broken ass glove. <laughs> uh, but as it turns out, he's very good. Yeah, I still. I mean, every time I watch, I was telling people watching it, what, what we talk about, and we've talked about it on the pocket, where it's just like. He's just so good. He amps up the degree of difficulty just to 
Just oh, well, I better throw this on. Well, a lot wrote a story about that, and it was yeah, it was it incredible. Was great. Yeah, but I was always on the run, and he was taught. Does yeah, doesn't plant his left foot, and you know yeah, and, and just watch it. It's hilarious to watch him because he's also he's just so good. He doesn't you you also still needed a little time, or I did to not to to get over just the fear of like when the throw from the shortstop comes. I'm still kind of in the back of my mind. I'm like, oh, don't bounce it in the fucking dirt. <laughs> the and the arm angle is very strange too. It is. I mean, it's funny because you watch. It's at the risk of being insensitive. He doesn't play like a really white shortstop. <laughs> that like you if you did, watch, you J- did risk that. Watch JJ Hardy play shortstop. JJ Hardy's a really good shortstop for the Orioles. He's getting yep. a little old, but he plays. In very, very straight lines. Very fundamentals. Like, no, he plays in like, straight lines. He doesn't okay, like... Because yeah. Tulitsky runs around the ball. And yeah, and this is all in the lot In his lot yeah. thing. Yeah. And he throws off the run a lot. And, and, and yeah. where a guy like Hardy is very straight lines and like stop and go. But he throws more over the top than almost anyone I've ever seen at shortstop. Especially when you compare to... If you're a Blue Jays fan and you've watched Jose Reyes and, and Tony Fernandez. And now Troy Tulowitzki play for a long time that a lot of guys are and even goings right like yeah. three quarter you got to be throwing a different arm angle throwing on the run but uh, Tulowitzki is unique in that way considering A he's so big yeah and B he's which is also I mean that's another thing that's just sort of like magnetic mm-hmm. about watching him make plays there because he is so big and like you know there's some limbs just going everywhere mm-hmm. as he sort of circles around the ball and then just makes a ridiculous amazing like pinpoint throw on the run he's white as fuck <laughs> Uh, Michael Saunders, uh, that's fun. It's anything. I, I'm at, I'm at like a Michael Saunders' house money sort of thing. Like if Michael Saunders does anything good, I'm like, yeah, that's cool. Michael Saunders did a home run, awesome. Yeah, my I, expectations could not be lower. <laughs> so, so somebody said at the there was a pitch talks event tonight. As yeah. we're doing this, uh, Mark Spiro said uh, we like that Jay Bruce had an extra year of control over Saunders, but we like Saunders' upside over Bruce's upside. I. Don't know that I necessarily believe him. I th- That's real easy to say when you have Michael Saunders on your <laughs> team. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think uh, I think you probably could have, as somebody tweeted at me in response, probably could have got that extra year of control from Michael Saunders by offering the same amount that you would be paying Jay Bruce if you had an extra year of control. Uh, but that's, I, I'm impressed, actually, though that he uh, that he even addressed it. You know, you know. I'm, I'm I'm impressed that Mark Shapiro is. Is able to be there <laughs> so far from his docking station. Yeah, I mean, like you know, the range on those things is really questionable. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, Jay Bruce did it a home run today. The, just one. Just one. Was it one? I know he hit a I, home run. I thought I saw someone say that he hit a couple, but I was not paying attention. I wouldn't be surprised if he hit more than one. There's some. There was some talk. Yeah, he about did hit two home runs. He had two home runs today. Good, good for you, yeah. Jay Bruce. So we can no longer crow about the Michael Saunders home run the other day. Though that you know to hit a home run like that, you know, just like straightaway center for a guy where you know I you, you never know what it sometimes come back from the knee problem is uh, uh, mm. could sap your power could have an issue with it. That's you know that's a that's a big boy hit right there as as, as someone would say you know going straight to center would. I didn't, the big part of the park. Yeah. I thought Kiermaier... Uh, I did not think he had it. I don't he know did. why. Kiermaier did. I think he did. It, it was weird that people were confused. I was like, he literally he didn't He didn't touch it. And then... I, but I realized now that it might have been that my friend's stream was like a little bit... Uh, <laughs> that his is, internet is, is, was being is, is, interfered is, with, so it was not in great quality. So I may have seen like a streak of the ball going over the field. Mm. Uh, or over the wall. So that might be why I, re- I realized. And others didn't. But... Uh, yeah, he definitely didn't have it. Are there any other positives you'd like to uh, extract or extrapolate from on this past uh, first week? Four games of Blue Jays baseball. Uh, Ruto Asuna is pretty good. He is really good. <laughs> yeah, kind of like him. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's it's uh, it's as expected. Things were things seem to be pretty much uh, as I would expect. So, All right. So nothing, nothing overly positive. Even though you know it's great watching. These so you guys are that again. kind of entitled jackass that yeah. like, wow, this team is really good players and they're playing good. Eh, fine. <laughs> it's no, fine. But nothing stood out as being as you know especially positive. 
because I mean the Sanchez thing did because it was we didn't know what was going to happen. Saunders doing okay. Mm-hmm. Didn't know that. I expected all the rest. I expect this team to be really fucking good. With that, let's take a quick break. Let's get a quick, uh, we are going to take a quick break, and then we'll come back, and we'll talk about the things that are less positive, or slightly discouraging, or could have gone better in the opening week on this edition of Birds All Day. They lost two games. They lost those games in uh, questionable fashion. One, maybe one was more questionable than the other. Sure. But there were many things to discuss coming out of those losses. Let's start with the first thing. The slide. Sure. Jose Bautista slide, the neighborhood play thing. What do you think? I I liked what Mark Spiro said actually, which is that you know I don't I don't think that was I don't think the spirit of the rule was violated there, but he was to you know that's what the rule is. He was out. I think that he would have got away with that in the past. Yes, for sure. But now that there is a little bit of increased scrutiny on it, that is definitely a dirty slide. Yeah, You're grabbing at his leg. It it wasn't just a like my hand happened to be there thing. It was like grabbing at his leg. I I, I wish I wish that was not true, but I yeah I I was okay with the call. Even I wasn't at the time because fuck. Yeah. But it was dumb to do that, and, and you, I mean you understand it's hard to get those instincts of out of you. Like it's impressive enough that he slid towards the bag because you know fuck like a, uh, it's it's just new. It's new to everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember when the rule came out, thinking, "Should I write a post about this rule?" I could not po- possibly fucking care about this rule enough to get into the particulars. Other places did, so that's cool. That's for them. I didn't. I don't need to do it. Mm-hmm. And so I had no idea what the rule was and what, or anything about it. So, <laughs> and uh, and you know when that happened, it, it it didn't make sense. And the people I was with were like, "This is such horseshit." But in retrospect, nah, I'm okay with it. And the more importantly, had the tables been turned and the Rays had done that to our player, I totally would have been like, that's fucking bullshit, that's out. You know, like, for sure. I think more than anything, it'll be interesting to see if this rule and the neighborhood rule as well, if there are tweaks to it in the coming weeks. Because remember that they, to baseball's credit, they aren't afraid to adjust yeah, in season. Rules. Yeah. If we remember the transfer rule that uh, and how there were lots of those calls that were going on about um, about guys when they were yeah, taking the, yeah. the ball out of the glove, they had changed the rule and they it clearly wasn't being called quite accurately. So they appro- they they looked at it and they changed it in the middle of the season. Yeah, like it might have might not even have gotten to May or June, and it was okay. We're going to change this this up. Do you and, think? Do you think this is something that needs to be changed? The neighborhood play, I think, needs to be changed. I think that is... What about the grabbing I, at a guy's foot as you slide past him? No, that that rule in particular will not... Like, that play in particular is not something that is going to be up for debate. 
But yeah. I think that the way they're if they're trying to call the neighborhood play accurately, people are going to get hurt. Because it's like almost like these two yeah, ideas are for sure. opposed. Yeah. Like make sure you touch the base, but we're trying to protect you. Yeah. While you're standing on top of the base instead of kind of gliding in its yeah, vicinity exactly. in a way that is not hurting anybody. I'm not big on cert like this whole quest for certainty. Robot umpire shit. Yeah. Don't I don't I don't really get into that. I want to see the players safe because I want to see the good players play. Beauty of baseball, man, is that you throw a sphere through an idea. <laughs> so that's what Ryan Oakley told me once. He's, he's a, not wrong. A very smart man, and, and yeah. So uh, here we he's go. Not wrong. He didn't say it like that either. He doesn't talk like that. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> of course, in the aftermath, there was a thing that happened. Where John Gibbons, bad thing, yeah. John Gibbons said something. That was very dumb. And then he kind of doubled down on it by not acknowledging that what he said was dumb. Yeah. It was sexist, is what it was. It was sexist, which is... There's been... Then it has become another debate now. It's about the people trying to police outrage and decide who gets to uh, be offended by what and to that I'm going to say this I'm going to say uh, just listen listen to other people listen to the opinion of people that I know it might be difficult for you to give them any credit or respect or whatever it might be but just try to listen to opinions that are different than your own and see when those opinions start to really form into a praise course when there is a, a, a overwhelming amount of noise and you're going to use people are going to use words like the 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 whining general like what was some of the stuff like oh the outrage generation uh maybe you're missing the point maybe if that's your your position you're on the wrong side of history where people are empowered to speak out about things that marginalize them and piss them off and treat them as lesser for no reason other than the gender to which they identify most. Just listen to those people. That's all I'm going to say. I, I, I'm not in a position I need to tell you anything that, that I know and because it's not... Just listen. Just l- give someone the time of day and listen to, some, to what they have to say and why a comment like the one that John Gibbons made does in fact aggravate them or does in fact irritate them or outrage them and remember that these things come i think more in drops than in rivers but just just listen to them that's all i'm going to say just listen to somebody else and that's perfect and, and beautiful and i i would not want to add anything to it i think that's yeah absolutely the Dow steve said something interesting today on twitter today which is and it which is goes back with something that our friend sarah finley wrote about i don't think that john gibbons is a yeah, mal- serious piece was excellent, which which you can find in the one of the one of the three game threads I wrote <laughs> this week at bluejaysnation.com. So so read Sarah's thing. She, mm-hmm. it, it actually it traveled very well through through uh, the Twitter sphere, and it was it wasn't as much as giving John Gibbons the benefit of the doubt, but also not recognizing that what John Gibbons said was bad, and what John Gibbons said was ill advised, and and coming from was couldn't be perceived as hurtful by a certain by a large number of people, but that not trying trying not to indict him. Yeah, the vi- that vilifying isn't the point. Yeah, it's because that... you don't. And her thing was she doesn't yeah. know. You don't know. Yeah, you don't know where John Gibbons is coming from. But while it's important to call out and draw attention to the fact that this is not an acceptable thing to say, uh, drawing and quartering John Gibbons wasn't going to accomplish a ton while still making sure to draw attention and calling out the fact that it's not acceptable to talk yeah. like that in our day and age and in our society. Uh, the Dallas Chiefs did something which was, I spent, you spend a lot of time, Blue Jays fans are going to spend a lot of time looking at John Gibbons. You see him. He's visual. And among us in particular, John Gibbons has been a very popular figure for a number of years now. We were all very excited when he came back, and there was a lot of 
excitement on behalf of John Gibbons when the Blue Jays achieve success. So it would be nice for him to have maybe, hopefully, learned something from this. Which his initial comments perhaps didn't suggest that he had. Yeah. And, you know, it... To change stuff, and I know this obviously very personally, if anyone has listened or read since like the <laughs> early days of Drunk Jays fans, you know, it, yeah, to, to vilify and to act, someone saying that, uh, you can't act like people, like change happens because people don't just come out fully formed. People do have to change and you have to sort of have a little bit of leeway. And I think that was so perfect about Sarah's piece is that. You know, the, it can you know teachable moment sounds kind of corny and cliche, but like the you know you would hope that that is something that 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 isn't repeated and is something where you know someone can can understand why there's this kind of blowback, and that's what's so positive about the fact that so many people can speak and say and and have a voice and and get noticed saying, hey, this isn't cool, and that's a conversation. It's not something that uh, that yeah should be. Should be this is right, and this is at the, you know this is let's vilify this guy or let's vilify the people who are trying to change the way we want to talk or whatever that other bullshit side is. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it, it's only <laughs> valuable when there's a conversation, and that's what it should that that's all that it really should be. And I think yeah, it uh, uh, because I know, like I said, drunk Jays fans said a lot of stupid shit, and now I'm on the I'm on the other side where it's like, hey. Over time, I've understood why things are hurtful and bad to say, and and it, you know, you get woke, and you get woke. <laughs> and like, <laughs> but not everybody does at the same time. So yeah, you know, just let's be let's be cool. Let's be cool about Gibby, but let's be cool about the fact that what Gibby said wasn't cool. Mm-hmm. Part of being cool about <laughs> Gibby is hoping to uh, push and encourage. Not only John Gibbons, but the people who are instantly came out in defense of a man that they've never met and don't actually know. That's a weird thing too. Yeah. To just say that he's he's it's fine. Like everyone maybe needs to kind of take a second and and that's where the listening evaluate. comes in. And and yeah. like I said, uh, just listen and and then hopefully there can be a good conversation if everyone uh, is willing to have it. Uh, speaking of conversations, we need to have a conversation about Drew Storm. Okay. I tried. <laughs> I tried it. It was maybe like two pitches in. And yeah. I have a few Nats fans that I follow or interact with on occasion. And it was all poison. They have poisoned that well. Poison. But yeah. Because I hate him. <laughs> he sucks. It's because his dad unfollowed or blocked. Did he block he you? Blocked he blocked me. Nothing to do with his dad blocking me. It has to do with the fact that he is really not fun to watch pitch. Because he he used to be really good and and he could potentially still be very good. I just wonder if the stuff is down a, a couple ticks, or because he I, just he just nibbles and I can't. He nibbles and nibbles. Did he not? He got into the second game or the first yeah, one? Second yeah. game. He and, pitched to, in, yeah. in the eighth. He pitched the eighth. Yeah. And Cecil was insane in the seventh. Yeah. And as then Cecil does. And then he pitched the eighth, and then and it was and it and it was fine. The results were. Fine, but it wasn't fine, and I definitely the infamous Bo, uh, my friend, who I was watching at his place. We were just like, oh, you know, that's a relief. I'm like, holy shit, get ready for every fucking eighth inning to be kind of like that, like an adventure. Like he'll get he'll get the outs, he'll get the outs. It might take him fucking twenty five pitches and five batters to do it, but but he'll get his he'll get there. Yeah, well, most of the time, and that's I think what that seems like that's what he is. He nibbles. And he misses, and he's begging, begging for you, the batter, to chase <laughs> something that's in the dirt. Uh, one of the one Nats fan said that it's it's that he works so slowly, but he'll stand there and think and ruminate and step off and shake, and then he'll finally, <laughs> all right, here I come, and then he'll throw it in the other fucking batter's box. Like it's it's just so it's. Agonizing. So oh. send your store in jerseys to Drew Fair Service. Okay. I'm sure he'll be fine. <laughs> I His think job so. is an easy one. <laughs> I I think so too. I would I would like to see. Well, I mean, I, he says he's going to do it on matchups, but you know, would be okay with Cecil more solidly the eighth inning guy. I'm sure that will shake out. I think all that's on its very own. possible. 
But uh, maybe Arnold Leone will take the uh, seventh inning spot from Storen. Thank you for Arnold Le- to Arnold Leone for <laughs> for setting the record straight with his own, you know, uh, a brand of bullpen management. Yeah, uh, which is to say that there's there's some, there could be something there. There there's no reason to give up on Arnold Leone <laughs> right now. There's also no reason for Arnold Leone to be. You know, pitching high leverage innings. Uh, ever. 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 <laughs> yeah. It was not fun. But, that was uh, not. That was not. That was not. And the root of it is, you know, getting guys up and down. Which Gibby was, that was the BJ Ryan thing, right? Gibbons came, BJ Ryan said, oh, he never got me up warming and didn't use me. And part of, like, was it Storin? It was, was, was Storin that, like, didn't pitch but got up and down a couple times, and so he wasn't available either. So now you're looking at Arnold Leon. First week of the season, I think, as well, we just said that it's hopefully, my hope is well, that... Well, they were so taxed in spring training. Well, no, that, that he'll figure out, okay, <laughs> yeah, I want yeah. Cecil to be my eighth inning guy. End of story. The only time that I, you, I want to see Brett Cecil in the seventh inning... Is if you know David Ortiz is up with two guys on in the seventh inning, right? Um, and that's provided that Franklin Morales, who plays the Blue Jays, which is really awesome, yeah, really quite a fan of that one. Yeah. That could you could do much much worse, yeah. Uh, a little weird contract, a bit of like an unusual yeah. terminology that we don't often hear. <laughs> that's the like we'll we're, we'll pretend Aaron Loop still has a job uh, clause, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that's that's a nice little luxury to have. Let let there be no doubt. This is true. This is true. I I will yeah. I mean I will give. I, I still it feels wrong to do it, but I will, you know, at the start of the season stuff like the you know, all right here Gavin Floyd get three outs like we'll, we'll we're gonna try you until you fail, mm-hmm. and then I can really like implement my roles and 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 you know I'll have my guys I trust and and it seems like you don't want to. It feels like the management of people aspect of it is Gibbons was is kind of of the mind like, all right, I'm not gonna like come in with try to come in with preconceived notions about who mm-hmm. really really actually let's be serious deserves to be pitching here. If you made the team, you're you're a guy here, and and I'm gonna I'm gonna, you got I got your back, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, he probably won't have his back for much longer. And also, <laughs> I don't want to set. Off an extra Drew Store meltdown <laughs> by also, demoting him earlier than I need to. Also that, also that. So that's reassuring. Uh, another thing, another. It's, oh, they're, they're, oh, I hope it's the seventh, but yeah, there's going to be some weird sevens. But if it's the seventh, there will be at least a couple of those pitchers. You know, a couple times every fourteen days, you'll have a pitcher go that deep. So, but my my only concern with with Storin was how. But what we saw already this week, not not even about his pitching ability, which I now have concerns about. But <laughs> he was last he year wasn't throwing as hard either. I think was a thing. Which I, I I'll I'll give that some. I'll worry about that in the month. I'll okay, worry about that yeah. when they're not when. So you're saying there's still other things to worry about? Well, clearly he made a point of bringing up one of the reasons he was so bad. Yeah, as the eighth inning guy with the Nationals last year was because of he was kind of. He wasn't used to the workload. He wasn't used to getting, getting up hot, and down. Getting up yeah. and down, and he was. It was just a different experience. So if that's his issue, being the seventh or eighth inning guy for the whole season isn't going to get any easier. It's not going to get any better. So uh, we'll have to see. Is but is I mean is the answer okay? We'll give you. We'll give the. We'll give Uncle Storin's wild ride. Uh, put that in the ninth. Like, what are you gonna do, Uncle Dewey's wild like, ride? You know what? Gonna, yeah, <laughs> the ninth. No, no, I'm. I'm not fucking no. Anyway. I was for that, and you. You do make a good point that 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 would have been agonizing to watch him pitch in the ninth a lot. And if I, it's a one run game, like I could not. No, no, it would be. It would be no. tough. Because Osuna is just so fucking good, and and, he is. and, He's and really as much good. and as much as that is completely against the you know the anti orthodoxy orthodoxy where it's like no best pitcher high leverage situation just get a clean ninth anyone can do it oh just the just the, like just the stress of having to watch Store and do a ninth would be would be more than than 
I considered when I was advocating it. Uh, another area of concern of mine is Chris Colabello. You don't think that 417 Babip's coming back? To his credit, it, he did get a hit, but it was his Babip was zero hmm. for the first three games of the year. Well, that's that's, so that's, that's not typical Colabello. That re- that regression coming back, but and I had someone slide into my DM, someone who, who watched <laughs> him all spring long. Like, it, yeah, it was like he looks terrible. Huh. And he, even his hits in spring were like bleeders and bloops and. It wasn't that it was that was kind of his thing of it, wasn't it? You don't get a four seventeen batting average on balls in play uh, any other way, right? Unless you're hitting absolute screaming rockets, yeah, like all over the off field. the wall, yeah. Eh, Which he is not. He's not, and he's striking out a very early struck out a lot this week. Fine, not worried about not worried about strikeouts in in and of themselves, other than the fact that he kind of looks rough. Got the condor, man. Or whatever large bird we were calling He's him. striking out even more. <laughs> well, that's because he sucks. He does suck. <laughs> he does not great. Uh, so it is. I think that is, a, 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 if nothing else. Oh, here we go. If nothing else. Uh, this, here, here we go is a reference to we're watching the Diamondbacks, uh, Cubs, and Kyle Drabeck. Kyle Drabeck has come in to pitch for the Diamondbacks, who look like an absolute dumpster fire. And uh, so Kyle Drabeck is here to save the day. We had, uh, we've been fortunate with sports. We had, we saw Schwarber go off. We saw the Dimebacks garbage here. Uh, what we watched the we watched the Cespedes inside the park home run. He pitched five innings last year, and lefties hit five seventy one against them, according to the <laughs> di- the graphics here on the uh, Chicago thing. Yeah, no, we've seen a whole. I think we've probably we saw seen... the we, we saw PK Subban get fucking whatever the hell happened there. Yeah, out for the year now too. Uh, so here we go. Kyle Dreback's going to pitch, but uh, well, he will have already pitched by the time anyone hears this. So we'll let's, see. Let's see how it goes. And the first pitch went about fifty feet. <laughs> uh, that was so much better than I could have. <laughs> the first base situation for the Blue Jays bears monitoring. I'll say that. Uh, obviously, yeah. I don't think what, you mean, or you, mean uh, you mean Justin Morneau's wonky elbow once he gets ready to start taking some hacks. Uh... Trade for jo- Joe Mauer. Take on that big ass contract. That's what this team needs: more guys in their thirties. <laughs> Making bring them yeah. guys in their thirties who are owed a, a shitload of money. money. That's how you build a good baseball team these days. Uh, one more thing that I want to mention: I shouldn't really. I'm a little worried about Troy Tulowitzki. Really? He had a home run. He had two home runs. He had one. He had a home run. Yeah, and he had a solid single up the middle. I remember seeing that. Uh, Is it about the glove? No, it's about. The fact that if you throw him a fastball, he will not hit it. <laughs> Give him time; he'll catch up. I think he'll, be he'll fine. catch up. But that's—he's really good. That is in the back of my head. That the that he's that that's it. He's are, done. He's no, done. no, he's, he's not done. that he's done. But that fastballs are kind of eating him up a little bit. I think I think he'll be okay. I think I mean he is Troy Tulowitzki. Uh, but I, it's just it's there. Honestly, doesn't, doesn't mean he deserves to honestly, be there. I think I might have to like preserve that part of this podcast. Revisit it in a month. All I'm saying, see how fastballs are are, are doing to him. Doesn't mean it's right. It's just uh, wow. What the hell? That was a sick. That was nasty from Kyle Drabeck. Yeah, Drabeck. He just embarrassed Addison Russell after spiking a fucking lawn dart. Uh, (laughs) I'm I'm not saying that it's real. I'm. It's just in the back of my mind. I'm a little conscious. Of fastballs eating up Troy Tulowitzki. That's all. Fastballs eating up Troy Tulowitzki. These are words that are coming out of your mouth. Doesn't mean that they're accurate. All right. Just means that that's my feeling. Don't. My feelings are my feelings, man. I could look them up. No judgment here. That's that's just what's up. Entirely judgment here, but whatever. (laughs) It's it's I'm worth I'm worthy of being judged and being judged harshly for these uh, garbage takes. (laughs) But that's it. That's it. Uh, the Red Sox come to town. Got the Red Sox. No played. David Price. No David Price, which is good for the Blue Jays because it's Joe Kelly, yeah, <laughs> and Rick Porcello, and Stephen Wright, and Stephen Wright. You wouldn't want to skip a Stephen Wright, Joe Kelly, or Rick Porcello start to get David Price going. It's fine. It's fine. Well, because then none of those guys will have pitched for like two weeks, <laughs> which 
long long run might not be the worst thing if you're Boston. Let me tell you, it's gonna it's gonna be lit. Uh, so it's if, gonna be crazy. Yeah. If you're going to, on Friday night to the Blue Jays to the Blue Jays home opener, uh, apparently Josh Donaldson will be good to go. He came, had a bit of a wonky calf. Obviously, he was gonna play. He was obviously gonna play. Uh, apparently, Michael Saunders is gonna play. He maybe tweaked his hamstring a little bit. He is what? Michael Saunders. What Michael Saunders? <laughs> what? Ben Revere did get hurt tonight, though. Ben Revere's on the DL. Yeah. Was it? Oh, so it wasn't tonight. No, but yeah, Revere's on the DL. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so there you go. It's Drew Storen trade looking better already. Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, enjoy the home opener. Don't do anything insane. Have fun and mock those who are deserving of mockery. But don't do anything dumb. Don't throw anything on the field. And if you're coming, if you are listening to this on Friday, uh, you and I yeah. and Dave Cameron will be at the Firkin on King. Uh, which I don't know. I, do you have a map to get there? I'm not <laughs> sure. uh, I think I still have a patch that I wore when I worked <laughs> in the store and how to get there. It's sold out. Hey, all right. So you can't come if you don't already have a no, ticket. Sorry about that. But uh, it should be fun. You know why it's going to be fun? Because it's going to be a room full of people who are excited to watch the baseball game on the television. And also, they sell beer there. Works for me. Works for me. So for Andrew Stoughton, my name is Drew Fairservice. I hope you enjoyed this edition of Birds All Day, and I hope you will enjoy the first home series of the season. Talk to you next time.